the guy who brought literally if my sister brought him home I'd be terrified <laughs> but he- but- to the Irish Bears show. It is great to be back. It is great to be back after a victory. A surprising, thrilling, fun game to watch and we get to enjoy the Bears beating the Patriots. We said on our, our pre-game show yesterday, sometimes the best games are when you beat some of the national treasure, treasures where you have all the ex-players that are there. They're all going to say how great the Patriots are and the Bears stuffed them. It was 33-14. I'm joined by Anthony. I'm joined by Tony. Guys, how are you doing? First of all, you must have enjoyed that when your missus is a Patriots fan. I love it. You, love must it. Have, you must have woke, woke <laughs> her up at 4am in Ireland going to see the score, love. Yeah, I, I, that must be pretty I, cool. I said it to her this morning and the first thing she's like, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was sensational. I must admit, it was, it was just brilliant to watch and I... I Posted out on Twitter. It's amazing for your mental health what your team winning could do because you oh, wake up the next day and you're in great form and it's it's just it's just sensational and and I just thought what it wasn't just just the victory it was the way we did it it was the way we won it was it was a glimpse into the future and and coming off the back of our friends up north having a meltdown it, it just was a, a nice weekend to be a Chicago Bears fan. Yeah, this win, this performance changes everything for the rest of the season expectations are now different again on this offense they continue doing this sort of performance on the defense they continue what they've been doing pretty much all season um and on the coaching staff to to be making the right decisions and one of the things i loved about the game last night as well was that we played to our strengths you know we had those design quarterback runs we got people open you know we, we obviously they, they thought about it and they went, you know what, let's not get the round pegs and square holes thing. Let's actually work with what we have and make it work for for the better. So for me, this changes everything moving forward. You've got to go, and I said this to Kieran before we came on here, we're going to Dallas next week. See right now the way that I'm feeling and the way that the Bears played last night, they need to be going to Dallas and thinking we can win this game as well. Because I watched Dallas at the weekend, and I don't think there were anything to write home about against the Lions. And that's the Lions. That's saying something. So play like that again next week. This this could change everything. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but still, <laughs> no, it's it's true. It does change expectations, right? Because like everybody going into this game was like, "Oh, will the Bears get the first pick in the draft? Will they get like a top three pick?" And we spoke about some of those things because if you kept losing, that's the conversation that goes around this team. What they've shown there is because they haven't shown a performance like yesterday, they just haven't, right? Like, since one, this staff, but also 
since Fields has been kind of the starter. We haven't seen an offense where pretty much everything was working. Everything was clicking. And even when there was so many times in that game, like in that second quarter when Baby Zap comes in and defense makes two big errors so they end up scoring two touchdowns, it would have been easy for the offense to then kind of get stuck in the mud and then a typical Bears where it's a real close game at the end. But no, they composed themselves. They then answered back with their own touchdown and they were just able to kind of keep the pressure on from that point. And I think that's really, really important to see. But also, the we can... One, I think you mentioned it, Anthony. Um, I th- actually, no, I think you commented on those posts on Twitter that I thought was really important. And I've said this from this season, that even if the team's not good, they need to prove that they're building something because even though you have all this money in the offseason, you need to prove to free agents that this is the place you want to come or if you're going to be trading for someone, you gotta pre- you got to make them want to come here. You want to make agents want their team to their players to come here and it starts with number one how can he develop through this season it's very very clear that there's not enough weapons for him that the offensive line is not at the standard that you would want but he is developing well it's not a linear development we're seeing him progress in different aspects of his play and i think that's really really important and to kind of go through that justin Fields. so he went 13 for 21 179 yards passing one touchdown, one interception. Again, it was a tipped interception. And it's one of those unfortunate ones. But then also having 14 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown. And Tony, you mentioned it perfectly. It's not just that there were 14 carries of broken play. There was probably five, six, seven of those were design runs. And that's what you need to do. It's something that we've been crying out for. Is like, why can Baltimore go and base an offense around Lamar Jackson who actually can't he's not accurate when he throws the football but because he's so athletic there's so much space for his receivers that it's easy for him to get completions it's the reason why he kind of struggles in the playoffs because it's more difficult to do that but they always build that offense around him well we didn't see that happen for fields yesterday was the first time I think we saw that happen yeah, I think there's there's a bigger one on that. Just going back to what you said at the start about the about the um in the draft or in the free agency next year. It's also for the likes of Roquan Smith. Because everyone's going about Roquan looking for more money, and he is looking for more money, it's bonkers money. But it's also a show a sign to him going, This is a team going somewhere that you can be involved in. So I just wanted to throw that one in as well, because that's that could be an interesting conversation later on down the road. Regarding Justin, I think you got to be very careful not to get lost in this. Taken, gone into the whole Justin is perfect and he's going to be amazing. Yeah. He was very, very good last night. There was a couple of plays though. He threw, didn't throw the ball away in the first quarter and he, he got, he, he kind of held on to it a little bit more and he dropped it a couple of times. I know most of us thrown in the ball, but he dropped it a couple of times. In saying all that, there was so much encouragement out of, out of yesterday because it's the first time I felt that he felt confident with what Getsy was giving him. I think he felt confident that Getsy was giving him plays that he can work with. And, and then he found receivers were getting open, whether that's Mooney, whether that's St. Brown, whether that's even Pettis was doing lovely wraparound. Those are the things that, that work really well. And, and I was very, very encouraged when I'm seeing with Justin in the positive stuff. But it's it's the game plan that gets you play, put in front of him that he felt confident that he could use. Yeah, absolutely. And like it's one of those things that I think is it's really, really important that as we kind of move forward here that he does feel more comfortable because 
it's not an easy situation to feel comfortable in when you know that there's constant pressure on sometimes it's right in front of you sometimes you're seeing it like i think last night it was mainly on the right side of the offensive line was a big struggle um but again he fought back and he was able to be successful and with that kind of came the rushing attack that's something that we have to keep talking about it's it's probably the best rushing attack in the league right now when the team i think i can't remember was it the browns or was it the ravens who had like the number one rushing attack going into the game against the the patriots last week and they held them for 70 yards and then suddenly you go into this week and the bears go for 243 which is almost just as much as the entire offense for the patriots so again it shows one you have Dave montgomery playing at a high level you have khalil herbert playing at a high level but also as you mentioned tony these design runs for justin fields just makes it harder for a defense to be able to stop the run because okay if you're going to key on montgomery or if you're going to key on khalil herbert on a certain play well they could use rpo and literally take it away from from one of those guys and then suddenly justin's out on the side or then if they get so worried about Justin and have to put in a spy, well, then that opens up something in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, you look at, the, look at the figures. Justin Fields, 82 yards. David Montgomery, 62. Khalil Herbert, 62. Pettis at 30. You know, <clears throat> in terms of what we were getting out of the, 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 Russian, the running game, it was, it was phenomenal. There was, it wasn't just the one person that was getting involved in it. Everyone was, was chipping in. Um, and it kept um, the... Patriots honest as well because um partly because we also managed to get the, the, the passing game going as well, the quick pass release. So they didn't it wasn't like we were going in and they're going the Bears are just gonna run the ball constantly. No, we did run the ball a lot and we were very successful. But part of that is because the passing game opened up as well. Um so it, it really, really worked out um in our favor. But you know, you look at um normally in the past we've only had the one sort of running back who's contributed maybe you get like 100 120 yards at the one guy that's the fact that we're getting it from all over the place justin Fields' legs are so important to this offense he is carrying that offense on their back and he's back and he has done most of the season um and it's great to see because it's great to see in the sense that he's taking control he's becoming the leader you know you're seeing what he can do um, obviously, you would like the the, the offense to kind of catch up with him a little bit, sort of thing, and it not having to go all through through him. But I think last night was the first night that you seen when that didn't happen, and there was contribution from all over the place. It was just a perfect sort of um, a, pro, a team approach. It wasn't a perfect game by any means, and as you said, you know there was a lot of issues where the ball was held on to too long. You should have thrown the ball away, not taken sacks. Uh, fumbles. I think we had about what four or five fumbles in the game. We recovered each of them, but that's still an issue um, yeah. because if you've got a, if you've got a team that you're playing against that are quicker to react, then um, you know you don't get you know five scoring drives in a row. Um, so that that would have been a thing. But yeah, the running game continues to be the real strength of this team. Um, but I was really encouraged to see the, the the passing game really really open up as well, and it wasn't just as I say, bombs down the field. It was what we've been talking about for weeks now. It's quick release passing. It's getting the ball to your playmakers and getting them. I mean, see see that touchdown to clear Her- Herbert? I mean, that that was get the ball out quick because you're about to get rattled by two guys. Um, get to Herbert. He's the playmaker. 
does does the rest of it sort of thing, you know. Um, so that's that's surfing joking. That is my favorite touchdown in two years, two three years. It really is because even the one he did against San Francisco, which was all about him last year, but what he how he did that, how he manipulated the Patriots offensive line, how he manipulated the offense, and then to see like <laughs> Herbert scored, but he got into the end zone and. Kevin Jenkins is on his feet, right behind him. Braxton Jones is on the other side. They kept they kept up with him for 20, 25 yards. It epitomized to me what Eberfus is trying to do with this with this offensive team. And I it's my favorite play of Justin's. It really is. I thought it was absolutely sensational. Yeah, and it, it comes to the point, like you mentioned, is against the defense that was basically going in on them. There was obviously a guy um on his blind side there was a guy right in front of his face and he he tricks i think it was Dedrick wise and we always hear of the arm angles from like when patrick mahomes makes different throws and that's what that reminded me of and he did a similar one last week actually as well or maybe it wasn't last week could have been the minnesota game i just remember that he had like one of those very awkward arm angles to try and get the ball out but he did whatever whatever he could to do but it was really, really impressive from, from the offense. And it's good to see, but look, the reason why the offense was different this time around was because in key situations, they made plays. Like at the end of the day, going into the game, I believe the offense were at roughly about 32 to 33% on third down. And on third down, the Bears went 11 for 18. Like that's, that's what won them the football game. They were able to convert on third downs, which... They haven't been able to do for pretty much the entirety of the season. The fact that they were able to do that killed the Patriots' momentum on defense. Like realistically, if the Bears kept going out there on offense, I think they would have kept scoring. The last two drives, I think the Bears are just trying to run out the clock and finish off the game. If they actually went for it, they probably would have scored a touchdown on both times because they looked like they could move the ball whenever they wanted. And that's something that was really, really important. And look, you got to give a lot of credit to the offense because I think they they played really well. But we also have to credit the defense because the defense were phenomenal. Even with, look, it's funny, you never really go through a game where the defense caused a a QB controversy in, in New England and then they stopped the QB controversy within the same game in New England. But it like it's it's crazy how well they played. Obviously, Mac Jones wasn't able to do anything, um, except for kick Brisker in the nuts, and then uh, Brisker comes back and gets an interception. So I was really happy for him. I was so happy that Kyler Gordon got uh got a pick because yep. maybe it might slow people down, stop talking about how they should have just picked Pickens the the whole time. Like at the end of the day rookies are going to improve and he has improved to a really good level to the point of he's, I think this is three straight weeks where he's been playing at a pretty high level. So that's good for the bears. And I think Kendall Vildor has played well. They had maybe two mistakes on defense for the entirety of the game. And other than that, they were, they're really good. They got, there was a fumble and three interceptions. And look, if you win the turnover battle, typically you win football games and I think a key part of the offense being able to score the 33 points was because the defense was putting them in good field position. Yeah, I also think you need... Sorry, Tony. Yeah, I also think you need to include the likes of Dominic Robinson getting his hands up and having the ability to to give that chance to to Roquan. He's impressing me. Every time he's on the field, he impresses me. I think we've got something really, really good there. So add him into Gordon and Brisker in the conversation. And Jones, I mean... 
the guy who went there and said talk smack before the game about deflate gate and all that kind of stuff and then went and backed it up and that for me is exactly what you want in a defensive lineman someone who doesn't care and he's just going to say whatever he comes to his mind so i really like that guy i like how he played but it was everything it was the enthusiasm it was the it was the we want to get the ball it was almost like sometimes you got the feeling that they didn't want the offense to score just so they could get back out the field and see if they could score yeah. and it was very much that way included i would have loved gordon to have the pick six that would oh, have just been nice been to, be, to be fair to the to the rookie wide receiver in New England he, he tracked back quite well but I just think overall they just had them on toast and and the best part was they go they go 14-10 down and people are thinking oh here we go same old bear stuff and offensively and then defensively the second half like we've not we're not used to this because we've had a, a regime that has just didn't know what to do in the third quarter. We used to joke about it that they'd come out at halftime and we're like, oh my God, we scored in the third quarter after game 10. Like these guys defensively have just been awesome in the second half. I don't think they've, I think the most someone scored on them is nine, I think, in the, in the second half of games. And I think we've just been absolutely fantastic. And yet again, it's not just one individual coming up. And like Eddie Jackson was making plays at the start of the year. Now it's Gordon and Brisker. You see Jones doing stuff. You see Robinson doing stuff. All those things make this make this even through style defense and Williams as well. Um, and I'm sure we're going to get onto the coaches soon, but they've got to enjoy their their time last night because that was just awesome. Yeah, to piggyback yeah. on your points, sorry, I'll let you come in just on the points and um, that you mentioned, Anthony. Uh, the bare second half points that they've allowed this season is three, three, six, six, eight, nine, and zero. So you when you're able to do that, you win football games. Sorry, Tony, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're absolutely spot on. I think the defense deserve a lot of credit um, again um, for holding uh, another team that up until this point were running very well uh, on the season. I think they were averaging at least 130 yards per game on the ground. Um you know, you had Stevenson and he's about 500 yards in the year already. Um, so they came into this game, they got 70 yards on the ground. That was it. Um, you know, you couple with that with the fact that the coverage for the most part for the Bears in, in, the, in the defensive back area was very good. And it was just a total out coaching of Bill Belichick by Matt Eberflus. Um, and all because and we talk about the offense improving, but the, the big thing was the defense. And our weakness has been that against the run um, defense has not been great. And we came up with ways to be successful. We used the blitz a lot more. Again, we talked about that in the pregame show. We need to blitz more. We blitzed more and it was successful. They weren't expecting us to blitz as much as I think we did. They also weren't expecting Justin Fields to be running um, and design plays as much as they did. So they sort of you know, there was there was a lot of expect non-expectation there for, for Bill Belichick and what the Bears were going to do. Um, in terms of the, again, going back to the offense really quickly on the Bears, and again, it's to do with the coaching and how they've managed to kind of get past their inefficiencies. So you look at Larry Borum last night, struggled again. He's been struggling for a couple of games. Braxton Jones has been struggling a bit, but last night he was actually pretty decent. But Matthew Juden was—he's uh, got six. He had six sacks on the year coming into this game. He had two and a half last night, and he was up against Larry Borum pretty much the whole night. He also had two tackles for a loss. But it just shows you what the Bears were able to do in terms of 
okay, we've seen this happening. We need to now scheme to get away from him when 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 we're trying to kind of get down the field. And that's exactly what they did. So the coaching deserves a big pat in the back. They went into this game with, with a great plan. Um, I just hope it doesn't take 10 days for them to come up with a great plan every week because there's not enough days in the week, guys, unfortunately. Uh, and we're on a short week this week. But, um, yeah, hats off to, to every single facet of this team last night. Every... Is that someone coming in your door there? Yeah, I thought there was <laughs> behind me there. All three phases and the coaching, you know, absolutely fantastic. And I, I, I'm just blown away at the moment. And I, I'm speechless over watching that game last night. It was just something else. Yeah, absolutely agree. Like, And you have to give a lot of credit to the coaches because they get this team prepared. We've all said for a very long time here, uh, while there might not be the quality in terms of all the players, the fact is you're still, what is it, three and four now? You're the same record as Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Green Bay Packers, and all, and some of the other teams that everybody expected to be good. Everybody was saying the Bears are going to be bad, and they're still fighting together and coming out with victories. And look, if it turns out to where you get a fairly decent record this year, I think you can put this down to a very successful year. And I think that is really, really important. I guess the last point I just wanted to make on, on the show today before we do wrap up and we kind of just soak in and enjoy this victory for the entire day is I think we can finally put to bed all these rumors that the Bears should be trying to go get a quarterback in in this upcoming draft because I think it was the most ridiculous thing that people started coming up with just because the team wasn't doing that well. Like you have to look at what is happening in front of you and clearly you're seeing the development. I think this is the first game where I think people are going to, give Justin Fields his proper dues and proper props because he deserves it. He's actually been playing quite well the last couple of weeks and people haven't really been giving him the credit he deserves. And today is the first day um, that I'm noticing it where I'm seeing fans from other fan bases like messaging saying like how good he was and all, all this. So I think that's a really good sign going forward and it's clear that development is happening. Like we always say, development is not linear. He could have a bad game against the Cowboys, but then in a week or two's time, he could have another great game. And you just got to take it for what it is and know that when you put a really good offensive line in front of him and if you get him a couple of receivers to help out next year, this offense will go from strength to strength because this is kind of this is kind of the template to what you want to see and on a consistent basis from the offense. If they can get to that point where, look, Bears fans are going to, enjoy watching their team play on a weekly basis. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is consistency. So that's the next, that's the test. And Tony breaks a great point. You can't wait 10 days to get a plan to go into the next game. You've got to get ready. It's only five, six days around the corner. And they've got today off. But I think what's really important, what I want to see next week is like consistency going into what we're doing against Dallas. We don't obviously run the same plays. You don't obviously do the exact same stuff. But I want to see consistency as to how we're going to achieve that. And I'm really intrigued that that's our platform now. And yeah, as I said at the very start of the show, there was mistakes. There was errors that could be looked at and go, yeah, we can change that. Both defensively and offensively. Just the best part about it, we did it with a win. And we did it with a really good performance for everyone. So it's a positive conversation going into the Tuesday meeting when you're having the first thing going, what do we need to do for Dallas? Dallas are a better team than New England. Bears fans need to understand that is a tough game coming up. It really is. But what it, what what intrigues me about it is, and Tony made a really good point. I'm no longer fearing this game. 
I really am. I'm intrigued to see what we can do. I think we'll cause them a lot of problems. I think we're a team that has been involved in every one of our games we've played so far. We've been in there or thereabouts. And and you made a great point, Karen. Other teams are on three and four. And the really important part of those three and four teams is they thought they were going to win the Super Bowl. They were playing to win the Super Bowl. And that's what their cap space will look like in the summertime. And that's what we haven't. We just have not been doing that. And, and it's it's just so encouraging heading into that game that it's a confidence piece. Can I just say one thing, right? And I, again, we went back to this whole, if this is how it's going to be moving forward. Not not I'm not saying we're going to perform like this every week, but playing to your strengths, being smart, you know, finding ways to, you know, outcoach the other team. See if you look, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves again, right? We're talking about Dallas just now, but you look at you look at the next few games and it it changes your outlook on well, I was look you're looking at uh, Cowboys, ah, that is probably a loss, Dolphins probably a loss, um, Falcons depends they scored a lot of points and we weren't scoring a lot of points Packers not looking great I mean really if I'm looking at the next one two three four five six games I'm feeling a lot better about the next six games I mean obviously after that you've got the Eagles and the Bills again but you know there's a situation there where again I go back to the thing I said at the very start of the, the show everything has changed now the the expectations the, the the viewpoint of the Chicago Bears and what they are has changed. The narrative has changed in that one game. And that's not being over the top or exaggerating because it absolutely has if they can go out and do the same thing again. So I'm looking at the next five, six games and I'm thinking I'm feeling a lot more confident than I was. And and it goes back to the point we've been making all year is that this is a progressional thing. You know, as you say, Kieran, it's not linear. It, it, you, you're you're trying to get better every week and we've seen the progression from week to week certainly in Justin Fields the only thing that we haven't managed to get going up until this point is the rest of the offense really outside of the running game the defense has continued to play well the arrows pointing up at the moment I'm not trying to get anyone's hopes up but it's it's not out with the realms of possibility for us to pull out a couple more of these surprise wins over the next few weeks yeah, look, I think there's we always mention there's always surprises in the NFL. You lose the teams that you're supposed to beat. You beat teams you're supposed to lose to. It always happens. We mentioned it actually yesterday when we were talking offline with the likes of Corey and all that, and she said that there was a good chance that this could be one of those games where people don't give you hope and you win, and the Bears just dominated in it. And look, I think even within the next six games, if the Bears win two or three games here, I think – you get five six seven wins on the season i think you can probably constitute that as a pretty successful year considering the expectations going into it and considering how the bears actually started the year where it wasn't that great so i think it's definitely there's a lot of positivity to take from this going forward if you can stop dallas's pass rush you have a really good opportunity to beat them but it's going to be depending on how the bears can play as well but look it's it's been great talking to you guys today i know you guys have one of your ranch shows this week. We have we will be talking about the Dallas Cowboys and what kind of challenge that constitutes on Thursday. And then obviously on Sunday we'll be doing our normal game day activity. So make sure you check that out. Make sure that you like the video. Make sure that you comment on what you thought of the game yesterday because it was a lot of fun for us watching it. Um, if you're listening to this on audio, please give us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, all we can say is bear down. Yeah.